What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Do Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burton. Lennon, how are you doing this week? Doing well, man. Glad to be back. You know, a day late, but it's okay. I had to give the people the content. I just didn't watch all of our stuff, and I had to watch it all. So, like, I'm caught up, and I'm glad I watched everything. Winning Time was great this week. Moon Knight was solid. It, it was probably the weakest of the three Better. shows that we do, but it was, it was solid, and Boy, Tokyo Vice, my God. Episode five, nuts. The 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 fucking character arc that Sato is on, fucking yeah. incredible, bro. Like, Sato is one of my favorite characters this year. I can't wait to talk about Tokyo Vice. Like, I did a little sneak. I did, like, a little review on my TikTok because, like, that's one of the shows I talk about on TikTok. But, like, I am hyped to deep dive. Sato is an incredible character. What's up with Katagiri? Like, I really don't care about Jake Adelstein. I care about, like, everybody else. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, 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 like, I care about, about him. At, yeah. At I, like, I liked, true, I liked in season four when he's, like, you know, well, where we find out where he, okay, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I we'll talk about it. Because I, do, I do like his story. I do. That's not me hating yeah, I, on him. Yeah. I just don't think he's the best story right now. I'm just glad that Sato got the girl because you know Jake Adelson can't be get the girl because we all know. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. We will talk about that, bro. We will talk about that. But uh, yeah, man, I'm ready. Like other than that, haven't been, haven't really been watching nothing crazy. Oh. I don't um, think. I've been watching Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady doc. Ooh, I need to watch that. See, I've been watching it's WWE. Like, it's docs. like his. It's pretty much his uh, last dance. Okay, I need to watch. But that. like, it doesn't. But it doesn't have the end of of his story, obviously, because it ain't over. Yeah. Okay. But I need to watch it that. Kind of, it kind of just documents his Patriots time. Okay. Okay. I need to but check. What's that good. on? Is that on ESPN? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh. Oh, I'm gonna have to peep game. Okay. Okay. Um. Other than that, uh, anything else? Keeping up with Survivor, but other than that. Like I haven't started Young Justice yet, even though I'm supposed to. I'm not, I haven't watched Atlanta yet. Like I'm, I'm, oh. still, I'm still slipping on those things. Like I yeah. just finished Ab- Abbott Elementary, the finale, which I'm hype on. That was that great. was the finale, dang. Yeah, that was great. I'm excited for season two. Like it's Abbott just, was fire. It's the Office. Yeah, and I love it. It's like the Office with black people, and it's and it's pretty fucking yeah. funny. Like I, I love that show, and the white people they have in it are great too. But uh, what else? Um. Uh, new anime spy family. I've been I watched that. That's oh, fucking yeah. great. I've been I love watching that. One piece still. So. The movies. No, I'm oh, watching the, the show. The, okay. the, the show and like the what happened just what happened this morning when I was watching was uh, Zoro blasted through Pika. Oh, he cut him in half. Nice. Yeah. That dude threw him. Okay, you're getting through it. You're almost to gear four. Nice. Because the new episode that drops this upcoming week. Bruh, that's it's gonna break the internet. I'm so excited to watch One Piece this week. It's a big episode. It is the chapter 1000 manga chapter episode. And like Luffy's doing some big shit. Like he's walking up to Kaido and Big Mom. Like, let's fucking go. Like, let me just paint the scene for you. Like, I know I know you don't care about me spoiling this. Spoilers for those who actually care. Luffy, Zoro, Law. Kid, Eustace Captain Kid and Killer are walking up, swords out, fist up to Big Mom and Kaido, and they're like, let's fucking go. And they're about to fight. She's going down. It's about to be real. And then, like, of course, Luffy walks out in front, like, 
fuck all y'all. I'm about to be the king of the pirates. It's, and like Kaido's like, damn, this kid, he's reminding me of Roger Shanks, his former captain, Kaido's former captain. Like, it's about to be intense, bro. It's going down. I'm hyped. And Big Mom's like, oh shit, Straw Hat, you've grown. <laughs> so I'm hyped. It's going to be real. Like, nah, I'm telling you, that's, that's what I'm excited for. But other than that, yeah, I get, Tokyo Vice has been my show. Like, I, I look forward to that. We get it, we go. Yeah, I've been really enjoying the time that I get to spend in that. In that world. That show. Yeah. Thanks. And also the Lakers. So I'm excited. Yeah, about true. true. True, 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 true. Today, I was so excited when Pat Riley, what we'll talk about, but when he did the slick back the hair, thinking about his pops, I was like, there he is. That's that bad man, Pat. I was that his pops? I thought that yeah, was Yeah, no, thought, that was his dad. I thought that was like the uh, the director being like, "Oh yeah, let's just flash a little no, bit of old Pat." No, like he gets his bad man, he gets his bad boy at. Well, let me not say bad boy attitude. His mean guy attitude from his pops, like his pops was a dick to him. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll talk about that scene for sure because it was True. a killer. And then, and then if well, yeah, because the Pat Riley shit blew my mind. Like how he almost didn't choose to go be with Paul Westhead, and if he doesn't make that choice. Does he become the Pat Riley we know of? Like, there was a lot of domino effects in this past episode. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead and jump right into the stories. Solid. So, first off, in the world of DC, Riverdale star KJ Appa and Isabel May have been past the lead role <laughs> of the Wonder Twins. <clears throat> nice. Good for KJ Appa. This is big for him. Uh, is it? I mean, there were people who wanted him to play more relevant, bigger role. Yeah, for sure. Bigger DC but, characters. But like, dude, he's I mean, coming like, from yeah. Riverdale, like CW. This is a step up. Like, I think this will be better than CW quality because it's HBO Max. But it'll be like Titans in Doom Patrol, which is still a step up for some CW. He's got to work his way up because, like, I, like he got to show us he can act more than just the soap opera Riverdale, and this gives him a chance to at least. I don't think it does because <laughs> because look at the character that he's playing. Yeah, the water this one. Char- <laughs> yeah, this character. But like that could be like, some depth. Like he could be like like you know like if they dramatize it, he could be like this sucks. I only turn into water. And what if he turns into no, like an ice sword? Oh yeah, the ice sword. That's true. Turns into an ice sword. He could turn into like a spear. You know, like all. But, I mean, that's not him. That's just CGI. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, maybe this isn't a good role for KG App. I was, I was, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, it's like good because like it's probably going to be a, a solid show on. Yeah, HBO well, Max. I don't think it'll be bad. I don't think it'll be bad, but like, out of all the shows, out, I'm least there, excited well, for. Well, there's people this. out there that want him to be, you know, bigger DC characters like Nightwing, which is, uh, you've never been Nightwing. But I'm just saying, there are people out there who wanted him to be Nightwing, yeah. wanted him to be Wally West in like a TV space. That is, I, I, the Wally West happen. thing is legit. That yeah, that's not happening. No sir. No, 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 no. Sorry, KJ Apple. They're looking at people like Dylan O'Brien, Dob Nightwing. Where you at, brother? Yeah, you love that. <laughs> we'll see if he gets it. But oh, I might as well say my rumor because it's a DC yeah. thing. Uh, rumored right now, John Constantine. The series is going to happen right now. It's basically rumored that Constantine. It, it, the story is going to be. The demon uh takes a girl to hell. Like, like uh the a demon curses a girl, he unleashes a bigger demon to kill that other demon, and that demon 
kills the demon, but ends up taking the girl to hell. And Constantine has to go to hell to get the girl back. That's basically the DC animated universe story. It's the typical Constantine story. And apparently they're looking at Gangs of London's Sope Disu, my man. Look, this dude, and he's an African-American. Well, no, he's an African, a British African, but he's a black man. But still, bro, like, I don't care of Constantine being, uh, whether he's black, white, Asian. Like, I thought Dev Patel would have been a great Constantine. To me, Constantine is more of a vibe of, like, this dark, smoking, funny like just this this sarcastic asshole and i i see dev patel as that and i see sope dirisu as that and this dude is like bad ass in gangs of london so before you judge it and b- before it's an official casting check out gangs of london it's it's a good show and he's great in it and he'll make a great constantine if it is him yeah i mean i think the only limitation to casting constantine should be just british yeah, same. As long as it's a British and, person. And they better smoke cigarettes. Real ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If you're taking this role, be ready to chain smoke. Like Jake Adelstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jake Adelstein's committed. Dude smoking. They're smoking skigs in that show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'd be a, a pretty cool casting. So we'll keep an eye out and see if that ends up happening. Yes, sir. Um, so Star Wars Visions is rumored to have a second season that could be out later this year. So nice. Definitely something we expected. Nice. So I'm, I'm excited because, well oh, that's something I've been rewatching. I said that last episode, last time we did something. That's what I've been rewatching. I love it, man. I love that fucking series. It's great. And I, I'm shocked you was hating on the twins. Now, I like I rewatched it like, boy, like all of that Jedi shit in Star Wars Visions was great. It was great. Only one that wasn't great was the little cantina in the robot one. With Boba Fett in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Or no, that, I think no. You're not talking about the band. No, I'm, ta- right? no, I'm talking about the chibi. The, the, the band. Yes. I'm talking about the chibi cantina one. Yes, that shit sucked. And then the in the chibi robot who's a Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Uh. But I do hope some of those, like one or two of those that we saw in Visions, gets like a sequel. Ooh yeah. Hopefully the yeah. the Sith collector. He deserves yes. one. Like dudes going around collecting kyber crystals, man. That guy, you can even bring the twins maybe, maybe back. Just that one, maybe just that one. Really, mm, I that would like be the best one, back. honestly. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm into it. Star Wars Visions. Give me more. Give me more. Maybe go to like old Republic. Like, like let's start making some canon stuff with this. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. But I still like even just. I'm okay if it's stories. just vignettes. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Either way, I think I should play around more in the genre. The, no, like the newer time frame. Like instead mm, of going okay. old Republic, I think they should yeah, stick yeah. around like with with that era and okay. make make it beyond that because we don't know what's gonna happen beyond that. So you just make mm, up the future. You, you can just do whatever you want. True. Oh yeah, I remember when I want the second the the uh, sequel of is the Nine Jedi one. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That is that's one of the one. better ones. No facts. Yeah, that's something I would definitely be interested in seeing a sequel in. Visions, man. Really good. Like, very underrated Star Wars hit. Very underrated. Yep. Uh, but back to the DC world for two more stories. Susan Sarandon is going to replace Sharon Stone in the Blue Beetle role. Ooh, don't uh, know if I like that. that. Don't know if I like that. 
Like she's, uh, she's, she's a great actor. She's been in comic book movies, but Sharon Stone added a level of prestige. Not no disrespect to Susan Sarandon. She just I takes think, a lot I of any roles. But I mean, like you know, if Susan's, it just depends on how she delivers the role. Because Fair. like, if she gives you ninety Susan Sarandon, that's great. No, for sure. But you know what I'm saying? How Susan Sarandon will take any role with a check. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I just like, you know, but maybe, maybe it's for the best because maybe Sharon Stone couldn't pull it off. Maybe like they were like, you know, they they thought they were getting the casino Sharon Stone, and they they was getting like <laughs> mid two thousand Sharon Stone trash. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But you know, it's not like Sharon Stone got replaced with nobody. True. Yeah, it's a name it. for sure. Uh, Leslie Grace teases that Batgirl is insane and they're already talking about a sequel. <laughs> Let us see it first. <laughs> like, like, the thing is, with the Batman, I, I knew that was going to be great. With this, like, it, y- y'all are fusing Batman Beyond with Batgirl. We got old man Bruce Wayne. Like, there's something, like, in theory, on paper, it should work. But the Lakers on paper this year should have worked. The Lakers I, with Kobe, Dwight Howard, and Steve Nash on paper it worked, but they should have worked in real life. They didn't. So, like, I got to see if this translates before you tell me y'all y'all doing a sequel and y'all excited and this, that, and the third. I still think this would have been more fun if it wasn't Barbara Gordon. Yeah, like... They could have gender been Terry McGinnis. I'd have been okay with it. Like you could have gender been Terry McGinnis. Like this should this should not have been Barbara Gordon. Like you're do, you're really doing Batman Beyond. Like let's be honest. Yeah, and I, you know just Barbara Gordon comes with so much other baggage that's mm-hmm. not going to get tapped into with this. Like yeah. she's not going to become Oracle. No, she's not going to be a Nightwing. Well, they're no, they're they're saying that that's who they want the Nightwing for is for the, for their universe. We'll see. But that's who, that's that's who they want. Dio. It's cast for this. And that's that's who they that's what they want. D.O.B. for it's for her. I don't know if that's. I, I, if I'm, I'm not, <laughs> Wait, you thought D.O.B. Like, was going with Pattinson? Fuck no. <laughs> I guess that's true. There's no way he can get the Pattinson verse, but I almost feel like he's too good for this verse. Ooh, but Michael Keaton's in this verse. You can't do that. Which, oh, so is this the yeah? Yeah, so we're saying the, that's that. This is this is Michael Keaton and Br- Brendan Fraser's Firefly, the villain. This is that, yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Michael Keaton is in this. So yeah, yeah. No, Michael no, no, no. Keaton's old man Bruce, and the and Dylan O'Brien and him have a rapport from Amer- uh, from American Assassin. It, like it works. Like he, Michael Keaton trained him in American Assassin. I just think they, I just so use that as headcanon as Nightwing training. So like, bring him on over, Dob. Yeah, I'm wondering how they're gonna mix that in because you know I just feel like with an essential Bat Girl story, you're gonna have to at least mention that there's Nightwing in the world. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe they could keep him out of this first movie. Or they just mention him by name and say he's in blood. It has to be mentioned. Yeah. It has to to. notice. That's a fact. Like, and where's Damien? Like, well, you got to establish, like, are there other Robins? Like, all of that needs to be mentioned in this first one. Like, what was Michael Keaton doing? You know? Exactly. So I think it's it's got an uphill battle to climb, but we'll see what it does. I, you it, know, maybe this Flash movie has a lot to do with what this. Cool, and that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother can of worms. Like 
this yeah. movie's relying on that movie as well. Like, eesh. That's why I'm just okay with my Pattinson verse. Like, DC's putting out hits right now. James Gunn, Pattinson, whatever they're doing with that flash shit. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Like, we got some successful DC shit. I'm not expecting to ever get the Justice League verse dark side. I'm just not, I'm not expecting that anymore. I just want good Batman stories, Court of Owls. Like, I see that's possible. And as a Batman fan, that's great for me. I feel bad for people who are like Green Lantern fans, Flash fans. Like, y'all suffering right now. I feel y'all. Like, but maybe that Green Lantern TV show will be good with Finn uh, Winthrop or whatever. It's just sad for some of the other heroes that Mm -hmm. their individual stories. Superman. Jeez. Are just harder to get accomplished but they shouldn't be rolling then because shazam shows yeah batman's just easy because everybody loves it but like shazam showed that there are other characters if you do it right if you get a director that loves what he's doing then it can work shazam is a testament we just gotta see what shazam what the follow-up to shazam will be Mm -hmm. and even with shazam the conversation of shazam is oh when is he and black adam gonna fight True. And the Rocks movie has to hold up its end of the bargain, too. Yeah. But but again, Suicide Squad, another thing that's just showed like, hey, you can get characters that are Batman and it works, but you have to have filmmakers who care you and have love what have, they're doing. But that's a, a good story. True, but so, like, that's a good saying, story like, because very, of the filmmaker, though. That's what I'm, like, I'm you're saying. I'm right. saying it's very hard to like say, okay, well, we're going to make a Green Lantern, let's say, series and like have it all be centered it would it would need to interconnect with something else where like batman mm. can no we don't need superman we don't need nobody mm. like i just feel I like think, i think you could do green lantern without dealing with nobody else like because you could do like get into, you could do it with getting into sinestro versus the the yellow lanterns you could do versus the red lanterns versus the man hunters like green lantern has a stable in his own to where it could work i think green lantern should work and should happen but for like heroes like martian manhunter that require that relies on other people like yeah. wonder woman's getting to the point where y'all butchered cheetah like who else she got and like this aquaman too like <laughs> i don't know what's up with this <laughs> Like, yeah. those are the heroes that I'm worried about. Like, I think actually Green Lantern Flash should be okay because they have decent rose galleries and Superman should be here sometime soon. But, like, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Cyborg, these A-minus these tier heroes, like, I don't know what they're going to do with them. Will they give them Superman villains? Oof, I hope not. God, I hope not. Jesus, I hope not. And like, that's why it's so interesting to see with this HBO Max stuff, like with Constantine, like I'm interested in that. Like, what are they going to do with that? Like Blue Beetles coming, like that's interesting to me. Like there's there's some interesting things, like, but can they pull them off? That's the thing. Yeah. So we're getting new heroes, but at the flip, we're getting heroes that are like before heroes that need to be here. Like we're getting Blue Beetle, Constantine, Batgirl, but we don't have Superman and Green Lantern. Well, I guess it goes into the conversation is what did you make of the story that around this week where DC was saying they were going to revamp one of Kevin Feige's their deal. And it's just like, how many times have we heard this before? Well, this is a new owner, though. So, like, this is new people, new money. I get it. And, you know, I'll give the new money a shot. Like, he's saying, like, I want to step up. I want to get someone who loves DC stories, who can be the Kevin Feige without me interfering, without any of us interfering. We believe in their vision, and they do it. 
If they could do that, I'm down with it. Like, but it has to be that. It can't, if you're saying you, you want to do Kevin Feige, it has to be Kevin Feige because like uh, Chappick isn't interfering. Bob Iger isn't interfering. So whoever this discovery president is can't interfere. That's the thing. And they also said they do want to do the Feige stuff, but also keep the Reeves stuff going on. They still want to do side stories. Like they think that DC hit it off brilliant with the side stories, but they need to have a main universe as well. Because apparently the yeah. guy who is, is the, what we're talking about and apparently the guy who is going to run it is a DC fan and understands that there's multiple universes and he feels that like they should have a main continuity. And I, I feel him. So that, that's a good sign, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm just wondering how that's going to like work play into <laughs> what gets developed past mm. 2024. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we pretty much got the slate for the next couple of years. A lot of HBO but, Max stuff. Yeah, which, like which I ain't mad at. Like, yeah, so we'll see how what goes with that. But let's talk about Marvel and their big trailer release, Thor: Love and Thunder. It was underwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> we saw the Council of the Gods, man. We saw all the different. We saw all the different gods lands because that wasn't just. Uh, um, Greek and, and uh, Zeus and stuff, they had all kind of different architecture in there. They had like Aztec architecture. They had Egyptian architecture. Like we're going to see the Council of Gods. We may get a Moon Knight reference to some of the gods that we saw in this most recent episode, but Christian Bale is supposedly going to go kill him. And I guess that's why we didn't see Bale because if we did, then that's either with him fighting Thor, which they don't want to show, or it's him killing these people, which they don't want to show. Because yeah. he's, he's the God Butcher. I'm hoping that like what we saw in the trailer is the smaller percentage. I feel like it has to be. I just don't. I just don't want a lot of guardians. Is that yeah. Bad? No, I'm with you. And like, and and to me, that trailer felt like a minute and a half of a guardian trailer. That the 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 least interesting stuff was the guardian stuff. The most interesting stuff was like the stuff I was just talking about, like the zoo shit. I guess like even with like the music choice that they did for the trailer just made me feel like I'm about to watch Guardians 3. Well, I mean, that is that is Ragnarok music. I, I and, guess. And, and like Thor's trying to do his own thing. Like I get it. Post everything working out in Surtur's or Lair. I kind of fucked with that. Like that was hard. Like I think he's going to dip from the Guardians. I feel like that's what that's about to be. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that it happens early. Yeah, same. They same. do like one early mission, or like they help him get back in shape or whatever. <laughs> or they help him get back to his, to wherever he wants to go, like whatever planet he wants yeah. to go, and then he do, does his own thing. So you know, yeah. but it wasn't as good as the Doctor Strange trailer, but I'm still excited for this movie. Um, now let's talk about two Netflix series we got before we talk about the really good trailer. Um, Stranger Things, I know, you know, yeah, you this is all you much with it, but uh, they came out with their trailer. I think that's coming out either this week or next week, might be the same, might be next week coming out with Are you excited or no, this week, yeah. Uh, me, sort of, show. I, I almost don't know if I want to watch it now mm. and just wait until the summer when part two comes out. And just watch oh, it. it's gonna, it's in two parts, yeah. Oh, well, you got to watch it. Let the people know if it's good or not. Yeah, I guess I will. But it's just like one of those things where why are we doing this? Like it's because 
are are they not finished with part two or are they just like trying like be dicks? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm guessing they're finished. They gotta be, huh? So that's what I'm thinking. So we'll yeah. see what happens with that. I guess I guess it's this week. I guess I should know that. But I just know that Barry's on this week. So. Oh, HBO. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited for next week's a good TV release week. Under the banner of heavens next week. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited for that. Oh, we no, know. so season four premieres in May, my bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not that bad. That's not that, that far. You, yeah, you, and then, and then, I, think, you, you then I think part two is like in July, August. So that's all okay, that's not that bad. That's not yeah. that, that, okay. So yeah, they're still, they're still working on it. You hating on Stranger Things, but you know what we should be hating on? The Lincoln Lawyer. Look, I am a big fan of Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln Lawyer. I told Schubert a series would have been great. We talked about this, but it was the it was the casting. And this dude, I'm sorry to the guy whose cast is the Lincoln Lawyer. Maybe when I watch it, I'll feel different. But he did not exude cool. He did not exude what the Lincoln Lawyer is to me. And that was upsetting. Maybe it'll be like Reacher where Tom Cruise wasn't really Reacher, but like, uh, our man Alec Richin was. I can't say that uh, Matthew McConaughey wasn't Lincoln Lawyer because I didn't read the books, but I loved his persona of it. And Lincoln Lawyer triggered the McConaissance. So it, it had to be good because Matthew McConaughey got a bunch of roles because of this movie. I thought it was great. And I just don't like the guy they chose. I wish they would have chose someone better. Like, I'm trying to think if I can give you someone who could have been like Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes would have been great as the Lincoln lawyer. Yeah, I think I was looking and trying to see who it is who uh, is in charge. Ted Humphrey is the guy who's in charge of it. And he, his other credits include The Good Wife. So I think that's like his biggest thing. Mm. And another CBS show he did that did not take off. Mm. So I just don't see this going well. Yeah, it's just... I don't know, man. Gorham. That's why I'm just like Gorham has been in nothing. Like Ryan Phillippe and Marissa Tomei was in the first was in the McConaughey movie. It was just good, man. It was just really, really good. And I was a fan of it. I I'm just trying to see if they say they say Manuel brings a powerful dynamic and dimension to the role, one that aligns with the books more and will give the show the opportunity to celebrate Latinx heritage and roots of Los Angeles-based story. Okay, that's cool if they're celebrating the the, the uh, Latino culture. So maybe if it's more like the books, I'll give it a shot if that's the case. Because I, like I said, uh, Reacher was, they wanted to go for more like the book. I like it. Maybe this is going for more like the book, but I just thought McConaughey killed it. Yeah, I mean, you know, since it's a Netflix series, I think it's kind of a safe bet to at least give it a try. Probably only mm-hmm. going to be, you know, 50 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we do, our, we all are suckers for a good tr- crime story. That's a fact. So I think in a way it could it could work, but it could also fail. Yeah, it could but also backfire. The really give us too much. No, not at all. Now, the trailer that really got us hyped for this movie the second trailer for Northman. Look, wow. Northman looks fucking great. Looks like it's going to be Robert Eggers getting nominated for the Oscar. But I'm letting y'all know now. It looks like the Northman's father 
gets killed by a rival Viking tribe, and then the Northman grows up looking for revenge. That sounds very much to me like Vinland Saga. Y'all know? Hold on. Hold on. I'm making a mess, but hold on now. Y'all know. Sounds like Vinland Saga, and if Robert Eggers' movie has the Northman Skarsgård go and join the team of the people who killed his pops to get revenge and do a duel. Vinland Saga. I'm letting y'all know now. If I see that, I'm going to be upset. Man, if Robert Eggers, because I mean, like with the reviews that came on along with this trailer, I mean, it's got me thinking that this is like an Oscar nominated film. Facts. No, it's, it, it looks it, it looks great. Like I mean, cinematography looks in incredible. Pretty huge. I mean, like, you know, as much as I've heard Annie Taylor Joy be talking about how much she wanted to be in Robert, Robert Eggers' movies so bad. I mean, she's and I just saw her in Last Night in Soho not too long. I mean, she does a great job. And George Miller's in, emphatic with her to be his Furiosa. Like, so that says a lot. You got William Defoe. Like, it's a great cast of people, man. And Skarsgård, just at the end of the trailer when he's walking, he's just Look, like he just was conveying emotion like through his skin, like feels like he's going to be nominated for best actor, the first Scars Guard, maybe to do it. Oh, yeah. And this is, this is another Ethan Hawke movie. Ethan. True. Ethan Hawke's the dad. The Hawkesons. <laughs> the Hawkesons. I wouldn't say that much about his uh, Moon Knight role. Yeah, he's doing the same thing over and over. Uh, but yeah, The Northman, I'm excited to see that. It's probably one of my top anticipated of the rest of the year right now. Oh yeah. It's up there for me. It is up there for sure. Um, so one person who probably wishes he was cast the North man, Jason Amoa, he is <laughs> uh, going to be cast in the lead role for the Minecraft movie. Um, Jason, Jason, we just doing Jared anything S, for the check, uh, brother. Who's best known for directing Napoleon Dynamite Nacho Libre will be the director for this film. Look, I get it. I guess when all when you're telling people you're not cutting your hair and they gotta fit rolls to your beard and to your hair, rolls get thin after a while. So you gotta do Minecraft. I get it. Like, I don't think we'll ever see Jason Momoa in like a Nolan movie or like uh like a, a, a Tarantino movie. Like he's Which in kind of sad because I could see him doing it. Yeah, and he would be badass. Like I, I would prefer him do things like that instead of this. Like I would have thought him working with Denis Villeneuve in Dune would have gave him like the taste to work with is, other better he needs directors. One of these like top tier directors to put him in like as like the crime boss. I guess oh, I'm just thinking yeah. so much of the Tokyo Vice, but he needs to be like a crime boss, like a Samoan. Yeah, thing. like like a gang leader, or like you could have him as the main character, have him as like a hitman. Like Tarantino should use Momoa. He should. But like Tarantino has Brad like Pitt and Leo right cop. now. Like when you have Brad Pitt and Leo, like is Momoa that good of an actor yet? Like, and that's not me shitting well, on Momoa because I love him. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's where the jury's out. Is like, you know, Momoa is was probably his like best role. He was great in Dune. One of them. I mean, that's, you know, exactly a good point. Like him being in Dune, he did such a good job. It's like, you know, this guy could really do some some big things if you gave him the shot. So, but I mean, mm -hmm. now he's going to be Minecraft, which is going to be totally terrible. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs>
just like how I feel about the Barbie movie at this point, even though, you know, Greta Gerwig, but I mean, they literally cast everyone in that movie. <laughs> that movie has like an insane cast, bro. Like, I don't like, know. Michael, which Kendall is Michael Sarah playing? That's what I want. <laughs> Shit's nuts, but Minecraft, I feel like he's doing this for his kids. I guess. He has young kids. Like, I know, but I mean, this... I just can't imagine what the heck this is going to be about if it's a live action movie. It's going to be like the Lego movie. Oh, it's live action? It's live action. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't know. I have no what idea. Is he, build, is he a builder? Well, I mean, like, is he like a person who gets trapped in the game? Maybe. Just stays a normal it's, like, person? It's, it's like a Jumanji type situation? Something like that? Oh, I don't know. he can know. build? Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see. This sounds dumb. Yes. yes. Um, so The Witcher, it, it cast three or actually four new people, but the most notable one for us is Robbie and Mel. Nice. We've seen around um, in a few different things, but he is going to play an elven fighter named Galatin, who leads an army of guerrilla troops fighting on behalf of Nilfgaard, unafraid to speak his truth, his loyalty to his people ultimately leads him into a collision course with the elven sorceress Francesca over power. I need to watch season two. I haven't watched season two yet. <clears throat> you can take your time. That's what I did. I've watched like one episode and then like down the line, I was like, okay, I'll watch another one. Yeah, I'm going to take my time, but like I will get to season three for Robbie and Mel. Did you like season two? Was it good? Um, I think season one was better was better as a whole mm. but season two has some good storylines like Cirilla is way more fun to watch this season i heard that you give Geralt more magic and like more like cool they shit. do and like early some of the early episodes when like they're still not at like the witcher um place place where all the witchers live mm-hmm. the, their journey there is really interesting okay um, but then like when you're at the place where all the witchers are there is like some good stuff. It's a lot of good Cirilla. But like anytime it took away from a girl and Cirilla, I just kind of lost interest. Mm, anytime they're showing the uh, the witch. Like, yeah. Yeah, the sorceresses and like the elves in Nilfgaard and all that. Mm. So okay. To fighting some monsters. <laughs> yeah, what the witch is supposed to be about. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check out season two then before season three. But good for Robbie and Mill. Um, so Matrix stars Jessica Henwick, Hugo Weaving are going to join Julia Garner in Kitty Green's th- thriller, The Royal Hotel. Based on a true story, The Royal Hotel sees Hannah, played by Julia Garner, who alongside her best friend Liv goes backpacking in Australia. After running out of money, the women take a live-in job in The Royal Hotel, a bar located in a remote mining town in the Australian outback. Billy... The bar's owner, played by Weaving, doesn't hesitate to introduce the woman to Australia's hardcore drinking culture along with some of the locals. But when their behavior crosses the line, Hannah and Liv find themselves trapped in an unnerving situation that grows rapidly out of their control. Okay. Julia Garner is a pretty good actress. I like Jessica yeah, Henwick. And- yeah, this, this seems pretty good. This sounds pretty cool. A good little thriller with Hugo yeah, Weaving think- as the villain. Yeah, I think it could be pretty good, just depending on where it ends up, I guess. Yeah, true. And, and who does it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Umbrella Academy star David 
Castaneda, aka number two. He joins Natasha Leone in Ryan Johnson's Peacock series, Poker Face. Leone plays the lead with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Stephanie Hasu, also set to appear along with Castaneda. Plot and character details are being kept under wraps, but sources say the show will follow a procedural format and see Leon's character working to solve different murders each episode. So I think it's going to be like, in a sense, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out the series, but not mm, obviously Because it could be a sci-fi thing. We don't know. It could be a Western. We don't know. Like, interesting, but he's, it's a procedural solving murders. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good for Ryan Johnson. Yeah, Peacock trying to, you know, put out get some, some names. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Johnson, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Natasha Leone. Like these are some names. And speaking of Peacock, Seth MacFarlane's Ted series at Peacock is taking shape. MacFarlane is officially on board to reprise the role of Ted in addition to creating and serving as the executive producer, director, and showrunner. Uh, G- Georgia Wiggum, Max Burkholder, and frequent MacFarlane collaborator Scott Grimes have also been cast in the show. Furthermore, Modern Family executive producers Paul Corrigan and Brad Walsh have joined the series as co-showrunners. The series is based in 1993, and Ted Ted the Bear's moment of fame has passed, leaving him living with his best friend, 16-year-old John Bennett, who lives in a working-class Boston home with his parents and cousin. Ted may not be the best influence on John, but when it comes right down to it, Ted's willing to go out on the limb to help his best friend and his family. Ah, so uh, so a young uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Scott Grimes going to play the dad. Max Burkholder will play uh, young Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and Georgia Wiggum will play his cousin, the uh, the sixteen year old that is living with him. Okay, let me look and see how Max Burkholder looks. Okay, young guy. Okay, I see it. Young Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay, this um, is funny. Dude doesn't look like Mark uh, yeah, Wahlberg at that. all, but uh, hopefully he's funny. Close enough, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever. Good for the good for the guy. I know Mark Wahlberg's gonna be like, they got this kid to play me. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know, yeah, at least it's the core group that makes Ted Ted. So I assume it's yeah. pretty good. And and having the modern family guys in to make sure it's a decent TV sh- like TV format. Because yeah. McFarlane's done movies, he's done animated TV, but to do live action series, well, he, you know, he's got the, the Orville. Oh yeah, the Orville. True, 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 yeah. true, true. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So Dominique Fishback, she's been cast in the lead role of Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors' upcoming Amazon series. The plot details for the show are being kept under wraps, though it's previously been reported that it will focus on a Beyonce-like figure, who will presumably be Dominique Fishback. Mm, so this is part of uh, Donald Glover's uh, Amazon deal. Yep. And from what he's been doing with Atlanta this season, I guess it would be interesting to see him kind of like do a real portrayal of an artist. Mm, yeah. And he, he's not going to be in it. It's him working on it as like a writer, director. I'm interested in that. Well, we don't know if he's not going to be in it. So I doubt he'll be in like a big way. Yeah. I think like a big Amazon show will be Mrs. or Mrs. Smith. But I think mm-hmm. this might be something works on. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Netflix has ordered an animated adult animated series based on the card game Exploding Kittens. Uh, it's going to star Lucifer 
Parker, or starring Lucifer star Tom Ellis and Lucy Liu. The show, which is executive produced by Mike Judge and Greg Daniels, Great follows team. the internal yep the internal conflict between heaven and hell as it reaches epic proportions when both God and the devil are sent to earth in the bodies of chunky house cats. <laughs> My man Tom Ellis cannot leave Lucifer alone, bro. Like yeah. he is bad. Like they should put him as God, though. Like they need to flip the script and put him as God and put Lucy as the devil. But if Tom Ellis is Lucifer again. He can't escape it, bro. Typecast out the world. <laughs> he just plays bad so good, I guess. <laughs> he just has the voice for it. Um, But this seems like an interesting idea. I like the know, team. Specifically adult animated, which always makes this sound a lot better, especially with a Mike Judge and Greg Daniels. Yep. King so, of the Hill back at it again, baby. So this could be a, a big series for Netflix, which I'm has already it. been doing pretty well with this animated stuff. Uh, big Mouth and the Big Mouth spinoff just got renewed. Yeah, um, and, and Curse like Curse likes people like the, this uh, enchantment. So, oh no, I was gonna say Curse likes the um, what you call it, Big Mouth spinoff, the um, Human, Human, resources? Human resources. Yeah, and we like the Brickleberry spinoff, the cop one. Oh yeah, Paradise PD. Paradise PD, and that's Netflix adult animated. I think that's better than Disenchantment. I think Paradise PD yeah. is probably the best adult animated show Netflix has. Like, I know you like Big Mouth, but like Paradise PD goes there, man. Yeah. Man, I can't even think about any other ones on there, but I think there's another one that's really good. Did you actually know that they have all, almost all the Nickelodeon stuff on there? Yeah. Curse was watching Fairly Odd Parents the other day. She put it on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Netflix is the Nickelodeon hub. So speaking of Netflix, they got a new movie with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. I feel like we talked about this before. But now it's officially going to be on Netflix. Oh, yeah, true. So the film revolves around a case of mistaken identity when the world's deadliest assassin, known as the man from Toronto, played by Harrelson, and a stranger, played by Hart, run into each other at Airbnb. Chaos soon follows as the assassin's world comes crashing down in Hart. Kevin Hart's like, I've done The Rock. Let's do Woody Harrelson now. We're just going to keep inserting me with different actors who can be the straight man. And Woody Harrelson has some comedic chops. So this should work. But like, man, Kevin Hart. Hmm. I, just, I think it's going to be corny. <laughs> I th- I'm hoping Woody Harrelson saves. Him. We'll see. It just it just depends on what Kevin Hart does. Like if Kevin yeah. Hart does his usual stick. Then it's just gonna be but corny. if he does Kevin Hart from that drama thing with Wesley Snipes, that was good. Yeah, because that, that's where I'm thinking. Like, you know, it's an action comedy, but you can you don't have to be as corny as you usually as is. Right along. Do yeah, comedy. true. Or central intelligence. You could be a little bit more serious. So I'd be interested to see if how they do that. Like, I hope this is his uh, I hope this is his Eddie Murphy's uh, Beverly Hills Cop, where it's a little serious, but there's some jokes. Yeah, but since he's not going to play anyone that's like, She's playing like a stranger. I feel like it's just gonna be like, oh, I'm bumbled mm. into this. Hopefully, what if he's a hitman or like a CIA agent? Like he's like undercover is a stranger. That'd be a good twist. That would be a good twist. So we, we shall see. It out, Hopefully. Uh so Lee Daniels long gestating Sammy Davis Jr. Bi- biographical series has finally been placed at Hulu uh, with Elijah Kelly set to play the lead role. The entire series will receive an eight-episode order at Hulu, uh, based on dude uh, looks Sammy like Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. biography. 
The series is described as an exploration of Davis's life through the lens of his racial identity and his complex relationship with the Black community. Um, you know, he rose from stardom to become one of the most famous African-American entertainers of the 1950s and 60s and the only member of the Rat Pack, or the only Black member of the Rat Pack. He At looks the same good. time, mm-hmm. he spent uh, most of his career surrounded by controversy and ridicule over his affairs with white film stars. His 1960 marriage to Swedish actress made Brit. His conversation, his conversion to Judaism, his closeness to the Kennedys, and later Richard Nixon, and his problems with alcohol and drugs. Look, hopefully it's good. Elijah Kelly comes from the New Edition movie. He's doing another yeah. biopic like this. He looks like Sammy Davis Jr. Maybe this is his breakout role. Hopefully it's good. I want it to be better than New Edition. That's all I'm saying. I, you know, actually having it land at Hulu gives me a lot of like good vibes Hope. for this. Yeah, and Lee Daniels, look, The Butlers is, is a big movie. Lee Daniels makes hits, so we shall see. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Definitely want to see that story get told. Mm-hmm. Um, and next up we have uh, another Anne Frank story. Oh. Bill Powley, Liev Schreiber, and Joe Joe. Why Cole is Joe Cole doing this, bro? Like Joe Cole, go get a go do Gangs of London season three, brother. Go go get another good show. I knew like you were that. gonna say that when I saw like, like what? Some, yeah, I, I knew that you were gonna come on, you know, Joe, Joe Cole. Cole Gangs of London. Like, jeez, man, it's good. Sope Dearest who says Joe Cole do it, Anne Frank. I'm gonna do Constantine. I fuck with that Sope. We don't need another. I know it. Like, and look, this is not me. Because if Jewish people want this, then go ahead and give it. But to me, this is like slavery. I don't need any more of this. Uh, so it's a lead drama series called A Small Light at Disney Plus. Oh, and it's, uh, it's, it's of- under the Mouse House. Talk yeah, about talk about. Oh, I feel like that's I feel like that's the Mouse House trying to you know make up for pat for for past past sins of Walt. <laughs> you know what they say about Walt. Uh, the eight episode National Geographic series tells the true story of uh, Meep Guys. It's going to be played by Pauly, who played a critical role in hiding Anne Frank and her family from the Nazis. The 20 something secretary didn't hesitate when her boss, Otto Frank, asked her to hide him and his family during World War II. For the next two years, Meep, uh, her husband, Jan, and Several other everyday heroes watched over the eight souls hiding in the secret annex. It was Meep who found Anne's diary and preserved it so that she and Otto could later share it with the world. Mm. So okay. it's a different perspective. Like we're not really going to get Anne Frank's big perspective moments with Anne Frank and like the family. It's going to be all hey. people who are watching. And look, I just said Walt was trying to make up for past sins. It's mighty funny that Walt Disney's making an Anne Frank story about the Germans. I'm just throwing my hands up. Walt's a bad man. <laughs> Dang. That's all. Look, I see it. I see what the mouse house is doing. I know. Uh, I'll never forget that Family Guy episode where Mickey Mouse, where they animate Mickey Mouse and he's doing all that crazy shit and talking about Jewish people, bro. That was a wild episode. The portrayal of Mickey Mouse in adult animation is great. (laughs) Oh, no, that's what I'm thinking of. Him on South Park. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, I was wondering. (laughs) Not Family Guy. No, it's South Park where he's doing all that crazy shit to Kyle. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I mean, heck, he was part of the reason that the pandemic started. Apparently. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so, so there you go. Oh, um, shit. After dominating the Grammy Awards with five wins, including Album of the Year, John Baptiste is set to conquer a new medium, acting. The musician has joined the cast of The Color Purple, directed by Blitz Bazawuli. Uh, Baptiste is going to portray Grady, the husband of Suge Avery, played by Taraji P. Henson. The debonair, sweet-talking piano man is described as the epitome of charm and eloquence. This looks like John Baptiste is going to be like, hey, maybe I can get an EGOT. Bro, are they? is this going to be a movie or is this a, a musical? Like, the color, they're doing it's the color movie. purple over again? Yeah, we've known about that for a while. Trash. Get it out of here. I don't give a fuck. I talk, I, I just if I'm gonna shit on Anne Frank's movie, I'm shitting on the slavery. I'm so sick of slavery movies. Like we do not need any more of these. Tell better stories about black people. Tell better stories about black people than fucking slavery stories. Fuck. Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. Like I, I'd much rather that. Like the Billy Holiday story was great. Like their story, Soul of the Summer, that Questlove made that documentary. That that's a great black story. Let me have a movie about the Woodstock, about black Woodstock. Let's get a real live action movie about. It. That's a good black story. Like, stop all this fucking slavery shit. Black people are more than fucking slaves. God. Ugh. It drives me insane. Like, what, John Baptiste, brother, color purple? That's what we choosing? Whoopies in. Musical element. Bruh. Ass. Ass. Trash. That's chasing the EGOT. I, I hope he don't win. I'm pulling against him. And I don't pull against people from Louisiana. But this is trash. Yeah, uh, I I don't think it's trash. Trash. Yeah. I'm gonna say it for you. Trash. <laughs> but it could be the start of something more for him if it ends up going well. Uh, I'm hoping we'll see. Choose a better choose better subject matter next time, John Baptiste. Uh, so the last story we have corny anyway. Really- I saw I saw I don't like John Baptiste. Ugh. Only guy from Louisiana I don't pull for. Ugh. Uh-huh. So the, the cheesiest story of the day. Spirit Halloween, the iconic. Oh, yeah, they're getting a the movie. <laughs> they're getting their own movie. Christopher that. Lloyd and uh, Rachel Lee Cook will be in it. Uh, the synopsis says When a new Spirit Halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick or treating make a dare to spend the night in the lock, locked inside the store on Halloween night. But they soon find out that the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters. The kids embark on a thrilling and spooky adventure in order to survive the night and avoid becoming possessed themselves. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Um, sounds like a, a trash movie. I'm going to watch it. It's a yeah, family kid adventure movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm into that. Okay. It reminds me of like Phantom and Megaplex. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. An updated version. But I think it's actually like instead of like a whodunit, you know, Scooby Doo kind of story, I think it's mm-hmm. actually gonna be like a horror. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm into it either way. Yeah. Um, but that wraps up everything of the news. Now we'll get to some movie on the rise. All right. It's time for that segment of the show where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week that's been out for a little bit that we think you should watch called Movie on the Rise. Schubert, you go first. I'm trying to find mine. Uh, yeah, mine's pretty easy. I'm going uh, with Barry. Okay, nice. Uh, You're going with Barry. Barry will be out on Thursday. 
Okay, nice. Oh, well, I, I can't choose We Own This City because that'll be for next week. Like I said, a lot of good shit next week. We Own This City and uh, the um, Under Heaven's Banner. But this week, I'm going to go with new to HBO Max, The Batman. Rewatch it. They got extra features. They got all kind of shit. And if you want some reality shit, the Kardashians back and we get to see Kim deal with her son finding out she has a sex tape. I'm very interested in that con- type of content. I will be watching that. Um, and that's pretty much like all that's really new out. And I'm trying to see if there's anything new to Netflix, really, like right now. But the Batman's out now, and I will be watching it. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I don't see anything really new to Netflix worth telling the people about that's out this yeah, week. Yeah, I, really, I can't really think of too much going on. Like, I don't uh, see anything. But the first, the first ladies show. Oh, well, White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, did that come out this week or is it coming yeah, out? Yeah, that's coming out on the 19th. And, right. and wait, this weekend, I think, I think it's this weekend, after the NBA playoffs, they're going to be doing the story of Girls Going Wild, the untold story. I am interested in that documentary. You're not interested in that? You don't oh, remember Girls Going Wild from our childhood? I remember the commercials. And they're going to be telling a story about it after the NBA playoffs. It's going to be like the true story. That's going to be cringy. <laughs> I hope it's crazy. Like they say, it's, like it's part of like the, them uh, exposing like the rich in the, 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 like the, the careless, like all kind of crazy shit. I was like, they're going to call out the people who bought girls down wild. No, the people who put it on. Or like, maybe they'll call out the people yeah, who bought it. I mean, <laughs> something like that. They said know. they were sex trafficking. Like it's all kind of shit. Like, yeah, no, it's just going to be wild. Like, it's Damn. a criminal element to girls going wild. It's not just going to be like, oh, we were uh, we were doing women wrong. It's PC time. Not like there's some real crime shit in they were doing women wrong, but it's some like sex trafficking shit I hear. Oof. And so like, yeah, no, I'm watching that. So I we got watch the Abercrombie one. Yeah, the Abercrombie and Fitch one as well. So that's out on the 19th today. Um, so that gets us to talking about the stories. We got uh, Moon Knight, eight, uh, Winning Time, and Tokyo Vice. Let's just do Moon Knight first. Yeah, the cool, coolest thing about that was, you know, him, him moving the sky. Oh, that was really, that was actually <laughs> that was wild. Cool. Like, imagine being a Marvel person and you've you've died and come back via the snap, or you lived through the snap. You've seen the eternal. You've seen the celestial head pop up on Earth. You've dealt with New York with the aliens coming down. And now in the middle of the night, you just see the sky moving like this. But I guess you could explain it as like a light show. But like, what, what a weird light show. Uh, after all the things that you just described, I feel like they would see the lights moving like that and they would just get, turn their head to the other side. <laughs> <and sleep. laughs> like, Crazy. But we saw the Council of Gods, which I thought was very interesting to release around the time of the Thor trailer, because does this mean Gore the God Butcher will be paying this council of Egyptian gods a, village, a visit? Yeah, that's a good point. They don't have anything to do, or like, do you think they possibly could have anything to do with Black Adam? Uh, you talk about DC? Oh, I got, I got mixed up. With Thor? Yeah. Yeah, that's no, what no, I'm saying. No, I, with, uh, yeah, Gore? with Thor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- that's why when I was talking about um, 
the, the shot where we see Zeus, supposedly, it's not just Olympus's uh, architecture in there. They have Egyptian art. Like, I feel like it's going to be like all, a council of gods that we see. And I feel like some of these gods will show up there. Because they had Aztec yeah. architecture. They had Japanese architecture in there. I don't think that's just going to be just Greek gods that Gore kills. That, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Also in this episode, to, to mess you up even more, the kid who uh, Moon Knight fights has a hoodie on, and on the hoodie is a picture of Kang the Conqueror when he was an Egyptian pharaoh. Rama Tut. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of little ties they're doing with Moon Knight right now to Thor and to uh, Kang the Conqueror. So I guess, you know, they're trying to establish more so that this is going to be something that maybe has something to do in the MCU. But it's just like when I watch the show, I'm, I just feel like it's so different than it does watching a, something in the MCU. So it just like makes me feel so it just feels weird. And then, like, of course, anytime that Stephen Grant pops up, it's just hard it's to watch. It's the worst. So. Yeah, it is. And I'm so sick of them cutting away from the bloody gore. Show us what Jake Lockley, the third uh, the third personality, is doing. Show us what the third personality is doing, killing these people. But I did like seeing Mark Spector fight and then Stephen be like, oh, no, take it back over, Mark. I acknowledge you're the fighter. I, I love that. Get Stephen the fuck up out of here. Um, I'm, I'm wondering what Mark Spector did to his Ileana's dad. Like what he did, he killed him. Like, damn, interesting. And like, uh, Ethan Hawke's a great actor. I love him, but his Arthur Harrow is getting, he keep doing the same shit over and like no intrigue in Arthur Harrow, just a mustache twirler. Pretty much. Like, but I did, the only scene I liked with him was probably the one is with the gods. Mm, okay, and yeah. Just like straight up, just like gaslighting Khonshu. And I feel like I feel like Osiris is plotting with uh, Ethan Hawke against Conchu because they were talking and he was like, can he hear us? And he was like, yeah, we think so. So don't like, let's not talk here. That type of shit. That's true. That's yeah. what it felt like. Also, rest in peace to that guy. More episodes. Of, yeah, true. But rest in peace to that guy who was in this episode who passed away. He was the one that he was the dude with, with the like spear, on the horse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, one of the lead fighters or whatever. But yeah. Oscar Isaac was great in this episode. So I'm excited to see what's next. Um, so what's next on winning the show time? is winning time. Yeah, winning time. Bruh, Pat Riley at, at an instant couldn't like almost like if he would have just said, now nah, I'm going back with Chick Hearn. Do we get the Heatles? Do we get Pat Riley in New York? Like there's so many domino effect stuff with this. It's insane, man. Like that was great. I love the Kareem talking to Magic's dad about keeping Magic in check. But that was a Kareem, good scene, yeah. It was, but and it was powerful when Kareem like tells him about the silence and how like Magic, I understand you need like to be praised, but hey, get praised in a different way with the silence. And when you beat someone like the, the them not talking, because there's power in that. When a team loses, bro, like, you can hear a church mice in a stadium like that's power in itself. Yeah. And I'm it's glad like, Kareem told him that that was awesome. That was another good scene. Yeah. A lot of people are kind of coming into their power in this episode. You And you mentioned the two main ones. Um, Magic learns a big lesson in from what Kareem gave him and uh, you know, the silence is power mm-hmm. and how to kind of wield that be who he is and mm-hmm. he especially when 
he feels small and slighted because of Larry. His Larry Bird, all the media that has come with that, and also like the stuff that he had going on with Cook. Like he felt yeah. he felt rejected. That's why he slept with her, her, her best friend. <laughs> and uh, her best friend, dirty for that, bro. That he was, was dirty dirty. That. my girlfriend doesn't watch the show, but she was watching it with me today, and she was like, "Oh, why she do that?" I was like. She a dirty hoe. <laughs> that was some dirty shit. But but Cookie need to stop, bro. Stop doing that. Like Cookie, she wants you obviously, but Magic keep cheating on her because he get AIDS. So like, <laughs> I can't I can't feel bad for for Magic with all this shit. Like the Magic a dirty dog. <laughs> but um, there's in this show, I feel like there's been like two scenes where like I've been absolutely floored. The first one was. A couple weeks back with Magic and Kareem's first thing where, you know, he steps up to him about, like, you know, not hustling and shit like mm-hmm. that. And the second one was Pat Riley and Paul Westhead in the shower. <laughs> oh, in the shower. <laughs> what a scene. That was crazy. I was thinking <laughs> to myself, I was like, damn, is this like Pat Riley's true story? Like, yeah, it's like, like, it's just like Adrian Pat Brody. Became Pat, Pat Riley. Adrian Brody was going a thousand on that, bro. Adrian Brody was just like, Jason Siegel, get your ass up and act, brother. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, yeah, Adrian Brody. Yeah, he, he's an actor. Like, yeah. I was like. I mean, sometimes I forget that like, he's an act. Like, it's not Pat Riley. And we're not in the, market, see, like, the Pat Riley doc. I'm going to give somebody else some credit for that because a scene that had me fuck Boston. Jerry, the dude who's playing Jerry West is incredible. When he was in that car oh, yeah. and kept turning on the radio, on, I was like, bro, this is all like the way he just embodies Jerry West is incredible. Like he might be my favorite in the whole show. Yeah, it, it's, it's him, Magic and Kareem to me. Those are the three best. See, I'm really liking Pat Riley. I like Pat Riley too. I have him right under them, but like what Jerry West has done, because like, like how you said, is that Pat Riley, like learning things about Jerry, like, is this how he really was? Like, geez, man, Jason Clark killing it as, as Pat Riley. But no, Adrian Brody's yeah. like when I, that shower scene, no, 100 percent. I was like, that's Adrian Brody batting a thousand, killing it. I also love like the, the stuff with. Um, bus. Yeah, like, bus. I, I can't lie. John C. Riley kind of falling back a little bit. He is a little bit, but he still, ca- you know, carries some good storylines in, in each episode. Like I like the stuff with the Monopoly and thinking about mm-hmm. you know life in terms of Monopoly and how he he gained respect for Jack because he beat him because he's, in Monopoly, he's so a he's strategist. Like, yeah, yeah. So like you know that plays into why he you know wants to keep Westhead not. And but the whole idea that they were gonna like take out Westhead in the middle of the year and bring in Elgin Baylor, and that would have been that would have been one of the worst moves ever because then you don't get Pat Riley for the dominance that happens after. Exactly, crazy, so like wild. That nah, but this was another great episode. I'm interested to see what where they go from here. Like, yeah, are we gonna finish yeah. up the season? Like how? Like I feel like we're getting the, the, their championship this year. I feel like we're getting the West Head championship. No, we are. Yeah, I think yeah. If even if you look on what the episodes are to come, like I think they're you know we're for sure gonna get there. I think anything after this is going to be after the championship. Yeah, I'm with you. That's season two. That's season for two. sure. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Let's talk about Tokyo Vice, bruh. Sato's story is 
fucking incredible. Oh my gosh. In like episode four, it's we get to learn about him, like with the Backstreet Boys singing my way, like uh, him, him talking about like they would never sing about that, like getting an insight to him on how like he loves American culture. Him and Jake's friendship is natural, how it's real, how we see yeah. Sato is just like a young man. He's just like one of us, just a bro trying to live life, trying to enjoy himself. And then all of in the next episode, it's like. Did you check the dodging girl? No, you told him you did. You lied. You knew what happens if you lie. He was going to have to cut his finger off. But then we find out his brother is the snitch. And then it, the Ishida, the master's like, nah, you got to kill him, Sato. And his brother's like, you ain't built for this. And then commit suicide. And then Sato goes and drinks, fucks the white bitch. And is like, yo, I'm coming back to the thing. And then boom, assassins. He has to fight him. And then he kills him earning his Yakuza stripes, and now whether or not Sato has wanted it, he's now in the light. Like, that's yeah. what that episode was. Like, whether or not you got, like, he's how like Samantha a, he's like told a leader him, now. Yep, how Samantha told him, you could choose your life? No, you can't, but that stabbing, it's over with. You are second in command now. Exactly. Which is nuts. Like, I love his story. Yeah, I mean, I think that he had some really great parts in these past two episodes. He's uh, been the like best in, the beginning, in, like, in the beginning of the fifth episode, the scene where he recruits the guy. Yeah. And then, oh. like, you see it, and then you see it come back when he's talking to uh, the leader, and the leader says the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I just thought it was so funny. He was like, so you want to be a loser? You want to live like a loser? <laughs> Oof. Like, all that Yakuza shit is so much. It's just like... Bro is living on pins and needles, and it's like, do I want to live this life? And it's pretty wild, like when he and Jake are like having dinner after they went with the prostitutes, and then the rival gang leader pops yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, lucky. He's lucky yeah. that they didn't tell Ishida about that because he'd have gotten in trouble for that. He would have, and that was like what he was trying. He was like, "Don't talk to them or whatever." And then Jake's just like. Hey, what's up? Like your watch, bro. Doing the most. But, okay, to your point, what we're talking about, Jake does have a good story. Him tracking down Tozawa is good shit. That is good shit. Well, I mean, just like from, because where we left off in season three, we were like, oh, God, what's going to happen to Jake? And we obviously we knew he wasn't going to die, but like he gets to the Yakuza leader, the Yakuza leader's like, yo. Find out the mole. You got to find out the mole because people think that I'm ratting to the police, so they want to kill me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then that gets him in, uh, Wazanabe. Yeah, him and Katagiri doing their thing, doing their mission, finding the mole. Doing and we you know we've kind of find out in this stretch of episodes that he's kind of like a rogue detective. Yeah, Katagiri's a lone wolf. When he punches that dude, a little bit in the interrogation scene, and then also his dealings with the two leaders later on. But also, I feel like cool guy, um, uh, Mishi, um, Masamoto, whatever his name is, the cool dude who I thought could be Spike. I feel like he is about to betray him because I feel like he worked for Tazawa. I think like I feel like he's hating on Katagiri. When um at the end, when Sato takes off one of the assassins' masks, was that someone we recognized? Uh, I don't know. See, I didn't pay it. Like I was because I, like, I, I almost thought that, that was him, but then I like was like, no, it's, it's not him. Can't Damn. Be. See, I need to. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't really. I was too enamored with like damn oh all this blood and shit but we gonna find out but jake finding out that the the getting the favor from the boss when he shouldn't have then finding out okay it's this company and then going to that ceo get getting like the confession and then the, the ceo going to tozawa was like 
huh, you better handle up or you know what's going to happen. We're going to kill your whole family. And then dude commits suicide like crazy. Like he was like, he ain't fucking with this Yakuza shit. Jake better be careful. <laughs> but heck, season four or episode four was really cool too, following Jake where he like through the tip that he originally gets from the detective comes to find out all the things about that company that they were give they were giving people loans and making them sign life insurance policies then forcing them to kill themselves so they could get their life insurance yeah. policy. That wild. was great figuring it out with uh, his editor. And his editor, she's a great actress. She's doing a good job. We haven't mentioned her once, but like I like her as uh, as like an actress and I like and his And we friends. know there's going to be more to do with her because she had that yeah, scene where that she was talking with the cop. To, like, yeah. The cop. And he's a skis ball trying to fuck her. What a skis. Yeah. Uh, and then, then his friend, his friend not de- dealing too well with the uh, with the um, the newspaper. I thought his friend was gonna kill himself this episode. Like, I I, I just feel glasses, homie, isn't making it. Probably he, not. The pressure's getting. I thought to he him. was gonna die when they went to the house. I thought mm-hmm. that he was either gonna get blown up or like when they were walking up. I didn't know like he was gonna be up there and like dead when they were like buzzing on the thing. I was like, oh, they're about to get hit in drive by or something. Like, Oof. Yeah, I'm just I'm just predicting something gonna happen to that friend. And uh, what else I fucked with? Fucked with category, everything well, going yeah, on. With him. We, the other only other thing is Samantha. Oh yeah, I like that we found out she was a Mormon. <laughs> I like that too. I thought that was really interesting. I, I like that a lot. And then when she stole forty thousand, and her friend was like, "All you stole was forty <laughs> thousand." She was like, pay that back. You got it. Uh, And then the crazy thing is the dude's blackmailing her for sex. Like, dude was like, I want your money. I want your easy. Like, so he told her, he was like, this is just session one. You better come well rested and have your head done. What a skis. He's like, I want that pussy. (laughs) Yeah. At first I was like, I was like, oh, you know, he just wants you to have sex with me one time. And then like when he said the session, (laughs) Session, I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, like not, wow. that, not that even one time would have been good, but I'm just saying, like, you know, <laughs> you can get it over thing. with. Yeah. The session is like, how long is this dude gonna make you do this? Like 50 sessions? I feel like Sato go kill him. That's what I like. Well, I thought- what, I, see, I, I I bit the bullet and I watched the scenes next week thing. He and does like, there's a scene, there's a scene where Sato's sitting in his room and being like, Do you know? Do you know uh Samantha? The, yeah. whatever the name gang is, you know, whatever the gang name is? Oh, Jakar Kai. Yeah, Jakarakai. He's like, you know what, Jakarakai? I'm a Jakarakai. Like, Sato killing him for Samantha. That's happening. <laughs> and yeah. he go do, he go do exactly what his friend said. Toss away his future for that white bitch. <laughs> what, what do they say, Gajin? The Gajin girl. <laughs> the Gajin girl. <laughs> the Gajin girl and the Gajin boy. Outsider, whitey. <laughs> That's like the thing about the show. As I'm just like fascinated to like. Of, of all the Japanese. Oh, I, I, this yeah. this show makes me want to go to Japan. Like that's all this show makes me want to do. It's just like living yeah, there like, for like a month. Watching anime and to listen to them speak Japanese anime is just way different than this because like this actually just feels like it's like real. But like, real. see, okay, but see, the thing is, yes and no because anime gives you like some of the for like anime gives you phrases so when you hear it in this, you understand the context a little bit better. Like I'm with you. you, They talk two different ways in anime and this, but because I watch so much anime, I get their humor and sensibility to where it makes this show 
when it's supposed to be more relatable to American audiences, even better. Cause it's like, Oh, I get that for sure. Yeah. Like but understanding other- like the sensibilities of like, Oh, the Yakuza, you got to pay, like just all the different things about it. You see all of that in anime, just in different forms, like pirates and shit. True. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it, I'm not really, I'm only talking about like some of the main shonens. Yeah. True. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that the show with this two episodes it's up there. Kind of like cemented itself and like it's only rolling more. There's five more episodes left this season, two more this week. I'm ready. Like I love, I love how they're doing the two, but it's gonna be two this week, one net the following week. Ooh, that means and that's a big episode. Yeah. And so, but I need a season two. Like this show right now, as much as I love Peacemaker and Euphoria. This show might be the best HBO show right now. It's either this, it's this winning time or Peacemaker. I feel like Euphoria is out right now. It's definitely climbing. It needs to keep climbing. Like yeah, it does. Number five was obviously the highest rated episode. We need a little bit more action too. Because so. and, and I like that old man Ishida was he, bro. How long was he fighting before? <laughs> I'm wondering, like, because like. It seemed like he got there pretty late, and there was always. And, and Sato saw there, some like, dead people down there. Yeah, old man so Ishida like, was kicking ass, baby. And then, like for sure, because like when the pan- camera panned and it showed that he was on the ground, I was like, "Oh, dude, no way!" This, this and he like, got dead. up. And then, oh, yeah. and then when he was sitting there, it was like, "Oh no, he not injured. He just exhausted." Yeah, <laughs> he's an old man. He it just was like, "Thank God, Sato got here so I could get a breather." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so bad ass, man. Sato got to get his hand game up. He got his ass whooped. Old man Ishida looked a lot better than him. I knew, you know, I knew that there was going to be some kind of conflict. Because uh, Katagiri told him no war. He he was like, straight up, we're not doing no war. And that dude was like. (laughs) He's like, no war. All right, whatever. No war for them. (laughs) (laughs) To Zao. He was like, no war, that means they're weak. And the, the crazy thing is, Tozawa is, I feel like he's doing all of this because he can't get his dick hard and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that team was about, yeah. I, I feel like it's all a power trip. Like, dude's like, okay, so I can't have sex. I'm about to be the best Yakuza and kill everybody. Like, why you can't have peace? <laughs> yeah, he wants to, you know, shit like, poison from like honestly, honestly, people, I guess. if you look at it, Ishida's right, bro. Like, Y'all can be making a shit ton of money. Y'all own the police. Like, the newspapers aren't going to report what y'all doing. They only going to report what the police tell them. So y'all have control of the system. By doing wars and killing each other forces the police to investigate, what forces to take y'all down. Like, honestly, if, if they would be at peace the whole time, they would just become mil- like millionaires and billionaires and just run Japan. That's what yeah. it seems like, at least from the show. But too bad Jake Adelstein's trying to, you know, call him out for the, you know. <laughs> Jake Adelstein category. practices. In the editor. <laughs> I like that one part where he's like, in America, you know, in America, we have investigative journalists. <laughs> and she's like, well, this ain't Kansas anymore, playboy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did like the scene where Jake was talking to uh, Suga-san, which is the man who committed suicide that he uh, was uh, who was the accountant where he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm Jake Adelstein. He messes up his his uh, J- Japanese. And they're like from the Wall Street Journal. He's like, no, I'm, I'm a journalist who's American. I'm an American. Yeah, I'm and, an American then, and then all of a sudden when he turns it on and starts speaking Japanese and they're like, oh, I got you, bitch. I was like, oh, 
Jake, that was cool. But they're yesing him up. Like, I don't feel like real life Jake Adelson did that. <laughs> if I look at like, no, honestly, I, I feel like some of the things that he does, he could have done. I just don't think that like he was in the club being that badass guy with with. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's being that badass in in the club or whatever. <laughs> and like, I don't think Paul, you know, Paulina's hanging out with him, <laughs> and he's having sex with fine Asian women after the club with Sato. <laughs> Well, it's I could possibly believe that since they're prostitutes. Oh, they were pro. You're right. They were. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and he just wanted that part of the story to be in. He's like, yeah, just so on that. <laughs> I Sato. love Tokyo Vice, man. This shit's great. Like, oh man, I'm in it. But yeah, man, that's pretty much everything. That's all I really got on the show right now. Yeah, I'm just enthralled with Tokyo Vice tonight. Come on, let's go. Why isn't mm-hmm. April 21st yet? <laughs> Facts. No, you right. Uh, but that wraps up everything for this episode of the Bros Who Binge podcast. London, what's going on with the network? Make sure you check out the Bros Who Think podcast this week. Um, that'll be out later this week. Anime Talk will be out as well. Uh, Manga Melee Chapter 2 is out, so make sure you check that out. And then the One Piece reviews will be back this week. Me and Christian just took a little break. We will be back now. So every, all the shows will be running. Make sure you check them out. And uh, yeah, follow me at Bros Who Think. Follow me at LimbyWT. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Follow me on TikTok. I broke a hundred. We're growing. The TikTok is go. growing. Follow me, Lyndon James Burton on TikTok. I'm trying to get to a thousand so I can do lives. Look, we're making four a day, three to four a day. Gary V said it. We're climbing. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, but, that's um, pretty much it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hsuber14, letterbox Adam BWT. And uh, be sure to catch up with everything going on with the network. You know, make sure you watch the Batman on HBO Max this week if you haven't mm-hmm. already. Uh, as long as, as well as all the other things we mentioned in Movie on the Rise. So for Lynn Burton, my name is Adam Schubert. Everyone have a great week, and as always, keep binging. Nah.